Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. So we're going to be reading out of 2 Timothy chapter 4 tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And this is actually Paul as the author and Timothy as the recipient. So in this book, Paul is currently, he's in, he's in Rome, in prison. But through these letters that he's been writing, even though death is soon to become a reality for Paul, he's, he's committed to encouraging Timothy through these letters. And he, he wants to, in a way, just encourage his faith to tell him to just keep fighting the good fight and to be consistent in his faith. And so this is a part of scripture. We see, we see Paul writing down his final request to Timothy to bring a few items to him while he's in prison. So we're going to read about that right now. So starting in verse 13, it says, When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books. And listen to this part. This is important. And above all, and above all, the parchments. I'll explain that in a moment, why that's important. Verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for, this, for he strongly opposed our message. Verse 16, at my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for these next few moments and how significant they are, Lord, that we get to Open up your word, read it, and receive what you have for us, God, as we, as we read through these pages, this love letter that you've written to us, God. So I just pray that something would soak in deep into our hearts, that we'd leave better than the way we came in tonight, God. And thank you that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord, and that your word says that faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. So let faith rise tonight, God, as we hear your word. We love you, Jesus, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you're taking notes tonight, I want to preach a message entitled Letters for Life. Letters for Life. I'm praying. I'm believing that as we spend these next few moments together that we will gain a better understanding of the, the real, true importance of just being in God's Word. Being in God's Word and, and really just marinating in it. And I think it's so vital to a Christian life, to, to a believer, to be in the Word often. But lately I've been thinking about the significance of letters. And I realize that I think writing letters is becoming very quickly a lost art in a way because there's just, I feel like there are better ways to communicate quicker ways and we're always about 
what's the quickest way to get information out nowadays with social media or whether it's through a post or through a text or liking or loving a, a text. I think we, we're using less and less words um, the more we go throughout life. And it's no longer, writing a letter is no longer the first resort for effective communication. And nowadays you can just you know, write a quick comment or um, just love an Insta story. Whatever it is, um, people are using other ways to communicate. But there's something, something really special about a letter and actually taking time to take a piece of paper and a pen and, and write out some words and address it to someone else. And it's actually a very valuable thing. I remember when Mal and I, when we were younger and I was in Bible College in Sydney, in Sydney, Australia, and she was in Atlanta pursuing graphic design um, job, she and I would, we would communicate, you know, obviously we would FaceTime, um, but we would often write cards and letters to each other and we would, we'd send them to one another. And I remember that when I, when I went over there, she, she gave me a, a stack of envelopes that had letters in them. And I will never forget that because each envelope had something different written on the front of it. And she knew it was my first time moving away. Um, the first time I decided to move away was halfway around the world, which I would not recommend that. But um, it was pretty nerve-wracking, but it was a face step. And she would write things on the front of these envelopes like read this when and then blank so it would be a different word at the end of the sentence so read this when you're anxious read this when you can't sleep or read this when you feel like you're struggling or when you're alone and um, I really appreciated that because that those are some notes that I really held on to and I still have them and um, I'm grateful for them, but I'm also grateful for the, the times that we actually, we sent letters to one another. Um, to take time to actually write out how you feel about someone else, and it holds a special value. And I enjoy looking back on them now. But there's something significant about writing letters. And what we have access to tonight is a stack of letters in reality. The Word of God is a stack of letters. It's the most informative, it's the most spirit-filled book that you could ever read for life. It's a blueprint for your life. If you ever need direction, read the Word of God. That's my biggest encouragement for you tonight. If you need direction in life, get stuck in God's Word. Get stuck in his word. And he will speak to you more than ever. Yes, does he speak through prayer? When you talk to him, you pray to him, absolutely. But he's going to speak to you the most through this book. I promise you that. And this book is a love letter written to you and I. It's a letter that mentions many important things, but speaks of a man that would die for the sins of humanity. And it's absolutely beautiful. And the driver was... Compassion. He loved us. His love for his Father in heaven and for us. This type of letter that, that was inspired by the Holy Spirit is a letter that I will never get tired of reading. That's right. I'll never get tired of reading it. It's the most compelling read. 
the Bible is a letter written for, you, for our lives. And it's absolutely beautiful. So going back to this passage that we just read, this dialogue in this letter between Paul and Timothy, if we look back at this passage, we, we read we read it earlier, you will see a, a few important key points in this passage. At first glance, we find out very quickly that the, most of the people that Paul was surrounded by had left him besides Luke. And it's mentioned in this little passage. And he's sitting in a cold, damp dungeon. And he asks for a few things. And I think it had been very easy for him to kind of be consumed by his situation. But he's still writing letters and encouraging other people. I think that's beautiful. With the gospel, the truth. And um, so he asks for a few things, right? So he asks for... What does he ask for? He asks for a cloak. Um, and most of all, parchments. And in other translations, it says scrolls. So parchments. And ones that have, people that have studied this passage strongly believe that the parchments were copies of Scripture, which is actually so amazing. All he wanted to keep him company, or all that he wanted while he was in prison, was to keep his body warm. He wanted that jacket. And two, he wanted to keep his heart warm with the Word of God. And I think that's beautiful. So he wanted a jacket, and he wanted scripture to read while he was in prison. And I think there's something to be said with that and through this passage tonight. So Paul sets the stage for the importance to read and study the word of God. And that speaks to us today. It really does. So tonight I really want to give us a couple handles tonight. If you're you're taking notes, I want to give us a couple handles for when it comes to God's word and the importance of it. And number one is this. There is a call to study God's word with diligence. Plain and simple. There is a call to study God's word with diligence. So first off, we need to actually get into a habit of reading it first, right? We got to read it. We need to build a spiritual discipline of reading God's word, but studying it with diligence. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but there have been times where I'll, I'll read in the morning. It's like one of the first things that I do in the morning, I'll, I'll read, and I'll go throughout my day, and I'll completely forget what I read in the morning. So what's the use of that? You know what I mean? I think it's important for us to actually read it, let it digest, and, and study it so that you can think about it the whole day. And there's a good chance that it's going to speak to you, but also God had you read that part of scripture for that day to potentially encourage someone else. And I think that's the most beautiful part about reading scripture is that not, it's not always just for you, it's for someone else too that's in your world that needs to hear it the most. So we have to read God's word, we have to study it with diligence. So there's, there's some work that's required so a little bit of culture for you tonight that, you know, at our church and in our young adults ministry, the, the goal is never to keep a surface level type of faith. We're never trying to keep a surface level 
type of relationship with Jesus. The, the pursuit is not to, to keep your relationship with Jesus stagnant. It's to keep it dynamic. To go even further in. Right? It's like what Pastor Matt says. We, we're here to enter in to his presence. And to allow him to change us from the inside out. We don't, we don't strive for shallow. We strive for depth. We want, when it comes to our faith, we want depth. What is the most practical way to create depth in your relationship with Jesus? By reading and studying his love letter that was written to us. And I know this is not rocket science, but it's good to have a reminder. Amen? By reading and studying his love letter written to us, we are all about having a deep relationship with God. By diving into his word, because that is where we gain more revelation of who he is. I want more revelation of who he is. I want to go deeper than I did yesterday with Jesus. I want to see new sides of God. I want to understand his, the Holy Spirit better. I want to read more and more so I can understand my God better. And that I can better be used by him. Amen? As a vessel. So, I wanted to also read Ezra chapter 7 to you guys. This is talking about Ezra in, in verse 9. In the ESV, it says, For on the day of the first month he began... To go up from Babylonia, and on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem, for the good hand of his God was on him. For Ezra had set, listen to this, had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, and to do it, to teach his statues and rules in Israel. I wonder tonight if you have set your heart to reading and studying God's word. Reading and studying the Word of God. Anything you strive to understand better, it's going to take work. Yeah. It's actually going to take work. I know that some of you guys might not want to hear that. Sometimes I don't want to hear that. It's like, really? Like, I kind of want to just chill and like get my coffee in the morning and like, you know, wash my face, maybe like turn Good Morning America and then read my Bible and just like chill. It's just like, it's actually going to take work to, to read and study and remember God's word. It's going to take work. We're going to have to have a willingness to study his letter written to us. And one thing I feel like God um, was speaking to me to, to briefly touch on for a moment is that we have to get into a habit in, in this area of our life, reading God's word, we have to get into a habit of actually starving laziness. Can I go pastoral for a moment? We actually have to, we have to starve laziness and just go for it. I know like some of you guys, there might be some college students still in here. They you know they're here for the summertime. You know what it, it's like to study and actually study for an exam. And you, you, you can feel a difference when you're prepared or not, right? You're like sitting there in your desk, you're about to grab, grab that exam, and you're either prepared or you're not. But I want to be prepared. I want to, I want to actually study. I don't want to give in to, to laziness. Biggest thing that is going to disrupt this process is laziness. That's the biggest thing. And you see, we live in a society where we are always in search of how to get things done quicker. And how to make it more convenient. How, how can I make this take less time? But you can't approach getting to know God better that way. 
you have to actually take some time and work at it and study God's word. I went and uh, I'm actually in the midst of getting out of the season right now, but Mallory and I, um, we've been in the process of going through a season that's been pretty stretching. Um, and I think it would it'd be easy for us to be like, oh, it's been a stressful season. But God isn't ever trying to, to stress you and I out. He's trying to stretch us out. And he's trying to grow us. So the best thing, most best advice I have for you is to just allow that process to happen and just say yes to God. To say yes. And like, okay, cool. Like, this is a little uncomfortable, but I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to grow. And I'm willing for you to stretch me out because I know I'm going to be better off. But um, Mallory and I have been in this process, this season of just stretching. And we've been in the process of, obviously, along with our amazing staff and amazing volunteers and, and a lot of you in this room, we've been making this building a reality by, you know, God's grace. But this is a reality now. It's beautiful. And we've been in the process of trying to just prepare the table for everyone. All the people that have never been to church that are going to come through these doors and experience Jesus' love. I get so amped by that. But it's been work. It's been work. And and at the same time, I feel like we've been moving twice, really. Been moving into this building. We've also been trying to find a house for the two of us. And praise God, we found a house, which is amazing. But it's been... It's been a journey and it's taken work, right? And there's so much, so, 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 so much that goes into getting a house. And I never realized it until you're in the thick of it. And I think that's, that's what happens a lot of the time in life where you don't realize how much goes into it until you're in the thick of it and you have a choice in that moment. Yeah. Are you going to give into laziness or are you going to starve laziness and just push through and just do it? Are you just going to do it? Like Nike. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. I want to just do it. And I want to I want to totally disregard like the temptation and um, the temptation of just giving into laziness. I want to disregard it and just say, okay, well, cool. I'm willing to just go deeper. And I know it's going to take work. And it's, uh, it's only God that we're closing on our house soon, which is amazing. And, uh, we're, we're in this building, and I just like, I'm never going to grow familiar. I don't want us to ever grow familiar of this blessing that we're literally standing in right now. I've told so many people that, but it's just, it's true. This is, we are standing in God's blessing right now, this building. And it's just so amazing. So I want us to ever grow familiar. So this this is going to take work. So we're going to, there's a call to study God's word with diligence, right? And number two tonight, if you're taking notes, we need to write the word of God on our heart. So there's a call to study it with diligence, but there's also a call to, to, to write the word of God on our hearts. Memorizing God's word is the best way for the Holy Spirit to remind you of scripture when you need it the most. I'm going to say that again. So memorizing God's word is the best way for the Holy Spirit to remind you of scripture when you will need it the most. When you're feel when you're feeling like you're in the valley. 
having some scripture memorized is going to be important. And if you have some scripture memorized, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of those things when you need it the most, when you're in your, your driest season. He's going to refresh you with the word of God. The Holy Spirit's there and he'll remind you. And I think it's so beautiful, but the best way to combat a difficult season is to write it on your heart. Just memorize it. To read, study, and memorize. Look at what Ephesians chapter 6 said. Or actually, before I go any further, are you guys with me still? Yeah. still? Still with me? Amen. Okay. So Ephesians chapter 6. This passage is speaking about the armor of God, which is actually pretty cool because Pastor Jill, this morning, the staff meeting, I wrote this, uh, just real quick, I wrote this message last week because I thought I was going to speak it last week. But this passage was uh, mentioned in staff meeting this morning from our pastors. It's so cool that God is speaking this same passage to them. But um, So Ephesians chapter 6, starting verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to ex- extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. And listen to it. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I wonder, I wonder if you're using the sword of the spirit enough. I wonder if you were, you're using the word of God enough in your day today. I wonder if we're doing that. We can all do it more. We're all in the same boat. But we can't forget how important the word of God is to our daily lives. And it's a sword. So the word of God is sort of the spirit. And we can go through battle and we can, we can fight the enemy with God's word. And, and he will flee. So the word of God is a powerful thing. Another passage I'm reminded of is Matthew chapter 4. In the NIV, this is um, Jesus in the midst of being tempted by the enemy in the wilderness. So in verse 4, it says, for it, is, for it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we see Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days being relentlessly challenged by the enemy's schemes. And with all of this going on, he quotes the word time and time again. If it was important, listen to me tonight, if it was important for Jesus to memorize God's word, you better believe it's important for us to memorize it. If he had it written on his heart, we should have it written on our hearts as well. Jesus had the word written on his heart, his father's words. He knew it by heart. In the most important moments, he would speak it out loud. We see the strength that the word holds from this passage. He had it on his heart, and we should have it written on our hearts as well. I was thinking earlier while writing this message that I wonder how much more scripture we could read and memorize if we traded the time we spent on our phones or watching TV with just reading the Bible. <laughs> the amount of time we spend on our, on our smartphones is, is actually ridiculous. It's staggering how much time we spend 
I was reading an article that spoke on how millennials and how we, we spend so much time, an unhealthy amount of time on our smartphones. And there was an article I read that it said nearly four in 10 millennials, 39% say they interact more with their smartphones than they do with their significant others, parents, friends, children, or coworkers. According to a survey of more than a thousand people. So Another article mentioned that 2,000 millennials and baby boomers, smartphone users, were asked to go into their settings on their phone to look and see how much, how much time they spent on their favorite apps. And the average American spends 5.4 hours a day on their phone. <laughs> Millennials spend slightly more time on their phones, 5.7 hours. And it's just, it's insane to me. If on average we spend about over five hours on our phone, we can easily spend at least one hour with God, stuck in His Word. One hour is nothing in the Word. But we have to, we have to create that spiritual discipline of just getting in God's Word. And it's not going to, for some of us, it's not going to start with an hour straight up and that's okay it's something that you can build on maybe you just start with 15 minutes and you just read read a verse and meditate on it and then you pray to God you pray for some other people in your world and that's amazing but don't let it stop there keep going try upping your time you know over the next couple weeks and months that's my challenge for you though to to get into God's word and, and, and get an hour in every day and just see how your day changes. I promise you, your day will change for the better. It's something that I've been really challenged with lately, that I want to keep as a, a consistent thing in my life. I want to get in God's Word more often. You can read a psalm or a proverb. Maybe you can, you can read the Gospels, read about Jesus. Whatever it is, there's lots of... Um, quiet times and devotionals that you can go on you version app but get get in God's word more often do it with community too maybe get a group of people before work go to go to the kook get a coffee and just read God's word together I'm going to close in a moment but I just wanted to read this this quote to you from Billy Graham in regards to just him kind of getting closer this was a moment where he's getting closer to you know the end of his life a little bit and he was talking about things that he would he would do more often he says i would i would also spend more time in spiritual nurture seeking to grow closer to god so i could become more like christ i would spend more time in prayer not just for myself but for others and listen to this i would Spend more time studying the Bible and meditating on its truth, not only for sermon preparation, but to apply its message to my life. It is far too easy for someone in my position to read the Bible only with an eye on a future sermon overlooking the message God has for me through its pages. That is insane. And to just think of all that Billy Graham did in his life. He preached the gospel all over the world. 
well known by politicians and, and people with with high rankings and, and, and um, it's just insane that someone of that stature said you know if I could have done some things differently in my life I would have just been in God's word more <laughs> that challenges me a man of, uh, of that caliber someone that God used in amazing ways saying that that, that really encourages me to just get in the word more so let's really just think about the importance of it. Let's take time to, to develop the spiritual discipline, to, to dig into God's word a little more than we did yesterday. You received that word tonight. Amazing. Let's stand together. We're going to sing in just a minute, but I'd like to pray for some people that that might want to to build that spiritual discipline a little more in their life. To draw draw a line in the sand and and say, okay, cool, I'm I'm actually going to choose to just dig a little deeper. It's all that God has for me. I'd love to pray for some of you guys tonight. So every head bowed, eye closed. If you you want to just grow in this area, if you want to really just dive into God's word and read it and study it, and memorize it more and to just grow in your relationship. Would you just raise your hand in this place and I'll pray for you. Amazing. 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 Jesus, I thank you for all these people in this room. And you see these hands, God. And I just pray that you would that you put people around that would encourage them to just go deeper into a relationship with you, Jesus. And I just pray that you would encourage them more than ever with your word, the living word of God. Jesus, that there would be consistency built up in their heart over time, Lord, that that you would help us to be able to starve laziness and to just take on the hard work that it might require sometimes, Lord, to just build our faith, to grow in our faith, God. I just pray that you would that you would create sturdy hearts in this place, God. That they would not waver, no matter what the world might throw at them. That whatever the world might say to them, God, that they would not be swayed by it, Lord, that they, we would, they would only hear your voice and follow it, God. No matter what. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to just be in your presence right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.